Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope everyone is staying safe and well and that you're learning more about yourself and that you are absolutely loving the person that you are becoming. Monday, my daughters and I, we did something that we have not done in years. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but I will venture as far out as to say in a few months. Um, most of you all know, like for the, I have three daughters and... My daughters are 14, 13, and 11, and they are growing extremely fast. Like, I remember in March, I went and got them some new clothes, because when they were in school, like, when they were outgrow things, i just go get them some more. And so, in March, they pretty much outgrew all their clothes. I had to go get them some more. And so, they were good. And right now, we're in September, and they've outgrown their clothes again. But I didn't really notice it because, you know, when you're quarantining, you're in the house most of the time, you're just wearing, like, house clothes. And what I would consider house clothes is just, like, either old T-shirts, clothes that have, like, stains on them but that you absolutely love and you refuse to throw away, you know, like, stuff like that. So we haven't really been going out, putting on a lot of, you know, like, nice clothes. We've just been, like, throwing on what we have in the house, pajamas, you know, just like the usual stuff. Because we literally don't go anywhere unless it's to the doctor's office or to the grocery store. Alright, we do go to the hair store, but we need to do that. So, aside from those three places, we really don't go anywhere. So, it took me a while to figure out that they had outgrown all of their clothes. Until recently, when school started, and they had to wear, like, school-appropriate clothes, even though we're doing virtual learning, but we can still see. The teachers can see you, the students can see you. So you do have to, like, dress up, put some clothes on, look decent, look presentable. At least the top half of you have to look nice so that you can do online school. And so when they started to try to get dressed up for school, they're like, Mom, these don't fit me. And I was like, yes, they do, because in my mind, I'm like, I just bought that. Like, why wouldn't it fit? But I forgot, kids grow extremely fast. So they've outgrown the majority of all their clothes. Then I went to start looking at my clothes, and I was like, wow, Kiana, I don't know where my clothes are. Now, mine is a different story. No, I did not outgrow my clothes, but I can't find them. Yes, it's like I have a lot of clothes because I used to work um, in an office setting, so I have a lot of business, casual kind of clothes. Um, I have clothes for church. I have... I used to have a lot of clothes wear around the house, like leggings, tops, you know, just stuff like that. But, all right, my kids don't listen to the podcast, so I can just be honest. I let my kids borrow some of my stuff, and I've never gotten it back. Like, I can't even find it anymore. So I lost a lot of my clothes. So I was down to maybe one pair of leggings, and they had a hole in them, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I know we're in the house, but can we at least look presentable? Like, can we, if someone comes to the house... Can we look nice? Can we look decent? You know, stuff like that. So we decided we're just going to go get some clothes. So we said we were going to do it on Sunday, and we did go out Sunday and try to get some things done. However, we weren't very successful because my husband got called into work at the last minute. So we weren't able to pick out all the stuff we wanted to pick out, even pick up all the things we wanted to pick up. We were able to get maybe a couple of things, so we said, okay, we'll just get a couple of things, and we'll go back out on Monday, so we did that, and that's a great thing about virtual school because we could go back out on Monday and they wouldn't have to miss a school day because as long as the work is in before 11.59 p.m., you're good, so that's what we did. So Monday, we went to the store. Now, I found a lot of stuff for me, and Dossie found things for her. However, Kennedy and Megan did not find anything, and they're the people who need it the most. So Kennedy, we finally agreed. Kennedy would just order her stuff online, which she did. And Megan just wants me to take her to her favorite um, clothing store, which just happens to be Burlington Coat Factory. So I'm going to take her there probably sometime this week, maybe Friday or something like that. But the point is, we went out. We did something. And yes, we wore our mask. And even though we did that, it felt wonderful. It felt great. Like, it was amazing that we actually just went out and did something like we used to do. Because before, we used to go get clothes every other week or, you know, whenever they outgrew something, we'd do that. But we used to pick up clothes, go to the clothes store a lot. 
And it was nice to like go back out and actually go to a store that was not the grocery store and to be able to try on clothes and just feel normal again. It was just amazing. And this week I also did something else that helped me to feel normal. I went to the gym. Yes, finally. I have not been to the gym. Okay, I was saying six months, but let's let's make it closer to nine because I was going like consistently in um like in August. So it's like from no September of last year. So from September of last year until like December, I was consistent. I was going to the gym all the time. And then I don't know what happened. Maybe it's the cold weather because I don't like cold. <laughs> so maybe it's the cold weather. I don't know. I just stopped going like in January. And I would go, but it wasn't consistent. Like it wasn't an everyday kind of thing. It was like, I don't feel like going today or I'll go today. And I think the reason was because I couldn't figure out how to include it. Because before I was going exercising for a couple of hours, coming back, but I wasn't getting anything done on my business because I was just at the gym all the time. And then I would come home, be around 11 or 10, then I could take a shower, you know, eat, then I would start my work at 11, then I got to pick my kids up around 2.40ish or something. So I didn't have a lot of time to get things done on my business, so I was like, well, maybe if I just stop going to the gym and if I just get home after I drop them off and just start on the business, I can do that. So I guess that's what happened and why I stopped going so much in January. Then, you know, from January to March, I got a lot of things done. And I was even going to the library, to their little quiet room, reserving a room to work. So I got things done, but I wasn't going to the gym. And then, you know, the whole quarantine happened with the coronavirus in March. And so then they closed the gym down and they stopped my membership. Well, they did that for everyone. And now that the gym is finally open again, they resume everyone's membership. So because it's been so long, I was thinking about getting another gym membership with someone else. But then I saw that money was taken out of my account for the gym. And I was like, oh, wow, I still have a membership there. So then I just started to go back. So I have consistently gone since, okay, yesterday, which is Tuesday. So yes, I've consistently gone two days. And yesterday, I don't know, I couldn't really sleep. So I was just like, hey, why not just go to the gym? So I got up, went to the gym. I felt so great. Now, yes, we do wear masks in the gym, but you know, the mask thing is not bothering me so much anymore. It's like I'm starting to get different color masks, and it's just like an accessory now. Like, you know what? We got to wear a mask, whatever. Let's do this thing. So I went to the gym with my, I think I had the black one on yesterday. Today I had the blue one, so I thought that was really cool. So we went. I went yesterday. It was great. felt amazing. I felt sore, like, near the end of the day because it's been a while. And so then I went again today, and... I woke up around 5, and I didn't really feel like getting up. I was like, no, Kiana, you're going to do this thing. You're going to do it. So I got up, and I went to the gym. And since I've been going these past two days, I am happy to say I'm down like two pounds because I've been eating correctly. I've been exercising. And I know this with me. I try to eat healthy a lot, but sometimes I don't always check my portions. So it's like it'll be a quote-unquote supposedly healthy meal, but then by the time I finish, it's really not. But what I've been doing is, like, eating more, like, instead of, I've been replacing my pasta, because I love pasta. I've been replacing it, however, with, like, cauliflower. And I've noticed there's been a change. I feel better. I feel healthier. And I've been going to the gym this past couple of days, and I feel amazing. You know, I'm up in the morning, like, energized. And I just feel so good. And I'm just like, you know, I feel like I'm finally getting back to where I was before the quarantine, before the coronavirus. Now, yes, granted, we're still in this thing, and we're still not going out, and, you know, it's, nothing has changed with that, but I just feel so much better physically, emotionally. I just feel great, and I figured out a way to incorporate spending time with my kids, getting my work done, going to the gym, getting my work done, talking to my husband and stuff, getting work done. So I am thrilled that I have been able to incorporate all of these things, and Maybe, you know, when we're finally able to go back out and kids are able to, like, officially go back to school in a safe environment without the coronavirus or whatever, um, then I'll probably still do what I'm doing now and then just get back and just do my work. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So I'm very excited. I do see progress, too. Like, I see a lot of progress at what I'm doing. Things are starting to come together. So I'm truly excited. And so I just want to encourage you that whatever it is you want to do, like, just do it. Come on. Don't wait. Like, just do it. I was watching this video on Facebook, actually. 
and it was this guy named Eric Thomas. He's a motivational speaker. You should look him up. He's, like, really good. Anyway, it was this particular video I was watching. He was like, just take a shot or whatever. And he was saying how he waited so long in his life to do things he wanted to do because he didn't want to, he was, like, afraid of rejection. What if they didn't like this idea? What if it didn't work? But then he finally started to take a shot. And he noticed that when he took a chance and stuff, you know, sometimes you miss, but then a lot of times it goes, the ball goes in the basket. So it's just like, don't be afraid. Just do these things that you want to do. Like, take a chance. And I say, I'm not a betting person at all. But if I had to bet on anything or anyone, I'm going to bet on myself. If I had to believe in anything or anyone, aside from God, I'm going to believe in myself. Because you have got to believe in yourself. You have got to take a chance on yourself. Like, you've got to be there for yourself. Because if you don't, who will? So, I just want to tell you, take a chance on yourself. Take a risk, make a bet on you, and let's see what you can do. All right, now if there's anything you want to talk to me about, maybe any idea, whether it's brainstorming ideas, or you just want to say, hey, Kiana, I did this, I took a chance on me, whatever, go over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page. Well, the Music and Vibes Podcast Facebook page right now. Go ahead, do it, and message me. And if you just put in Kiana W. Williams and you just happen to get my personal page, I'm fine. Just send me a message, okay? Just send me a message and be like, hey, I did what you said on the podcast. I tried it. I took a chance for myself. Whatever it is, just go do it. And I guarantee you I will read it and I will answer you. And maybe I'll even read it on the podcast. But anyway, I want to hear from you. Can't wait to hear the amazing stories you have to have to tell or what you have to say. I'm all there to listen to you. So go over there right now. Send me a message, and I can't wait to hear from you. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about unrealistic expectations and what do you expect from your relationship. Now, I remember when I was dating, I used to have like a checklist about the type of guy I wanted to date. And it included things like the guy looking like Will Smith or Shamar Moore. Now, Shamar Moore was the guy from the Young Arrested back in the day. And I think he played on something else. I think he played on CSI too. Anyway, this guy, I used to think he was like amazing to look at. Anyway, those are the two guys who I said my future husband or the guy I date had to look like. So he had to look like those two, one of those two guys. Then he would have to be a saner, not just any saner, but like a famous saner. Because, I mean, I like music, I like to sing, I need to be with someone who appreciated music as much as I did. So, of course, in my mind, at that time, yeah, that's what I was going for. He would have to live, breathe, and think all things Kiana. So, his life would have to like literally revolve around me. Like, if Kiana didn't like it, you can't like it. Kiana wasn't going to do it, you're not going to do it. So, that's how it was. Oh, yeah. Wait. I also forgot he would have to be rich, had tons of money that he wanted to spend on one person in particular. You know who? Yeah, that's right. Me. Okay, stop laughing. It's not funny because I know it sounds utterly ridiculous. But that is where my mind was during my dating years. Needless to say, it should not surprise you that I did not get married or even date anyone seriously until I got rid of all my unrealistic expectations. And it wasn't until I got rid of all of these unrealistic expectations and came up with a list of things. And they weren't even expectations, really. It was just like a list of my values and morals based on my belief system of what I was looking for when dating or when trying to get married. So it wasn't until I just got rid of those other ideas and came up with just like a list of things that I would like in a partner, mate, based on my religious or my beliefs and values. So that is what happened. So it wasn't until then that I really started to have any type of success with dating and then eventually getting married. Now, in the episode, I wish, I talk a little more about the things that I got off of my list and how I got rid of my unrealistic expectations. So when you have a chance, go back and listen to that episode because today I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about how to get rid of these unrealistic expectations but I'm going to be focusing more on recognizing unrealistic expectations because I always say that you cannot fix a problem that you don't know you have like if you don't know you're sick you're not going to go to the doctor if you don't know you can't see then you won't 
try to get that checked out. If you don't know you have a problem, then you're not going to work on it. So today we are going to recognize that we may have a problem. You may not, but you might. And we are going to work on that problem. Now this episode, I would say, is primarily for people who are dating or wanting to date. Or even if you're married, it can be helpful because you can realize you can still have unrealistic expectations and be married. So this is not just for any one particular group of people. In particular, it's for everybody because we all have unrealistic expectations of what our dating life should be like, our married life, life in general. We do. So we may need to go and like change some of these unrealistic expectations and come up with things that are realistic. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. I guess we can begin the discussion by asking, like, what are unrealistic expectations? Now, here's my definition of unrealistic expectations in a relationship. And that is to have a view or a perception of marriage or a relationship that's impossible for you to reach or attain in a healthy way. For example, or maybe in any way, here's my example. Now, my unrealistic expectation of wanting to date or marry a man who looked exactly like Will Smith was really silly and even laughable. Like, I'm, in, I'm even embarrassed to share that with you at this point in time because I look back and I'm just like, wow, that was not... It was just one of those things like, wow, you can't even say what it is. It's like, wow, I thought that, I wanted that. So yeah, that was my unrealistic expectation. And in a way, I was setting myself up for failure because, come on, what are the chances I'm going to find a man that looks exactly like Will Smith and marry him? Or exactly like Shamar Moore and marry him. Well, I mean, the guy could be close, but in my mind, it was like, if he don't look exactly like these two individuals, no. The way I had it set up, he couldn't even look like a mixture of both. He had to look like one or the other. So I would set myself up for failure, and at that rate, I was never going to date or get married because the chances of actually finding a lookalike was, like, very slim. So that was the thing. Here's the thing about unrealistic expectations. Like, the thing about unrealistic expectations is that they set you up for disappointment and failure because you're reaching and you're searching and you're looking for something that's almost always impossible to obtain. Now, I'm not talking about reaching for dreams and goals because dreams and goals are possible. You just have to be patient, you have to be persistent, and you have to work on them. These are things that are possible and they're doable and you can do it. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the notion of not dating a good guy just because he doesn't look like Will Smith or not dating a good guy because he does not have millions of dollars in the bank even though he may have a good job and he's responsible with money and even have a good work ethic. There's nothing wrong with being selective about who you want to date, but there's a huge difference between being selective and just being picky and unrealistic. Now, here's what selective is. Selective means that you decide on your choice of a mate based on similar goals, morals, and values. And being picky just means that you're making your decision based off of the outward appearance or... Yeah, based off of outward appearance or like small quirks and stuff like that. A good way to remember the difference between being selective and picky is that being selective is looking more on the internal good qualities that a person may have. Like they may be kind, they may be loving, they may be caring, compassionate. That's being selective. And it's okay to want someone with those types of characteristics and qualities because that's what we all want. So that's fine. Being picky is just looking on the outside. Oh, do they have a lot of money? How do they look? What clothes do they wear? What car do they drive? That's being picky. So selective is more internal. Picky is outward or external. That's the way to remember it. Selective is internal. Being picky is external. So that is how it is. Now I'm going to say the outward appearance is important when you originally start dating because that's the thing that initially draws you to the man or woman that you are interested in dating. But once you meet that person, don't make a decision based on looks. You have to meet them, get to know them. Like, know who they are. Like, know their heart, know their qualities, what their good qualities, their bad qualities. Get to know them, their values and their morals, and just get a better understanding of who they are as a person. And if you look at those inside qualities, and not so much as how they look, I mean, of course, initially that's important, but you know, disregard that for a minute and look at the inside qualities because that's what is important in a relationship or in a marriage. Based on tons of research and many studies conducted on marriage, you will be surprised to find out that the thing 
that gives your marriage longevity is not looks or the outward appearance. It's those inside, those internal qualities. Those are the things that are going to help you be successful in a relationship and be successful in a marriage. It's been proven that if a couple is attracted to each other based on their values and morals, and not so much based on their looks or on the outside, that their marriage will be better and that the f their longevity will be better and that they have a better chance of staying together because they're attracted to each other. They're attracted to the person, like who you really are. Looks can fade, looks can go away, but your character is the thing that is usually sustainable, it stays, and that is the thing that is important to have in a relationship. And that's the thing that's important to look at in a relationship. So the thing that we should be strengthening is not our is actually our internal attraction to each other and not so much how we look on the outside or our physical attraction. Now, please, I'm not saying let yourself go. I'm saying that it's important how you look, but the thing that we should be really working on and strengthening in our relationships is our internal attraction to each other. That's the thing. So, how do we begin to know and to get rid of our unrealistic expectations? Well, I guess before we even talk about that, let's discuss some unrealistic expectations because we can't know how to get rid of something that we're not even able to identify at this time. So here we go. Here are some ex unrealistic expectations that you can have um, that's holding you back in your dating relationship or in your marriage. Okay, now this is hilarious because we just talked about this one and this is the one that I said. Okay, so it's like you expect your partner to look like Whoever that person is that you think is attractive. So whether it's Will Smith, whether it's a Brad Pitt, whether it is, I don't know, Michael Jordan. Um, it could be anybody, actually. Whoever it is that you think is so attractive and you're just like, oh my goodness, if that person talked to me, I would definitely die. Or I would just go with them. This is, a, this is what my ideal guy looks like. Okay, so that is what you're thinking that is an unrealistic expectation because you're probably not going to marry that guy or anyone that looks close to him or anyone that looks remotely close to him. That's probably not going to happen. So you can cross that off your list. And it's not going to happen because of the fact that it's just unrealistic. If especially the person's already married, there's only one of that person. And no matter how much you may like them and think they're attractive, you're probably not going to marry anybody that looks like that. So that's unrealistic. And it's just, you're setting yourself up for failure because that's just not going to happen. Another thing to remember is that looks do fade. And so if you're just looking for someone based off of looks and nothing else, then you're going to be disappointed because looks fade. I have met some guys that were like really good looking, but they had the most horrible, horrendous attitudes ever. And then guys who are just like, oh, they just look okay. They were like the kindest, sweetest people ever. And they're inside their character made them more attractive on the outside because they were kind and the other people who look so good on the outside their character was not very good so it made them unattractive to me because I'm just like well you're gonna be a jerk like no, I, I'm not dealing with that so it's not so much about looks yeah you should be attracted to the person but don't expect them to look exactly like the person that you think is attractive that's the first thing another unrealistic expectation is to expect to have a certain amount of sex on a regular basis that's unrealistic because you cannot determine any of those things especially if you just meet somebody or you're just dating somebody like you can't do that so you're just going to say well the guy I date has to have sex this amount of times or the guy that I marry he has to do this this amount of times or even the girl that you marry you know you can't say that because you do not know. You can't expect your partner to be this person that you have in your head. You've got to accept them for who they are because you can't expect them to be somebody else because usually the person that we make up in our head, that person is a myth. It's like a mythical character. Like we all know there's no such thing as Zeus or Medusa or any of those mythical characters or creatures. But why do we expect the person we make up in our own head to be this real person? Because it's not logical that the person that we imagine that we're going to marry actually exists. Now, we probably will meet someone with a lot of the qualities and a lot of the characteristics and maybe similar interests of our quote-unquote ideal person or the perfect person. But there's no perfect person. 
So we meet someone with characteristics and ideals and morals and values similar to that, then we're good. But we're not going to meet someone who has everything of our perfect person. So that's unrealistic for us to even expect that that will happen. Okay. Another unrealistic expectation is that you expect your partner to always plan date night or to have date night all the time. It's unrealistic for us to expect our partner to even have the same love language that we have because we are different people. And the point is we need to get to know each other so that we can see what their love language is and then tell each other we love them in their language. So that's also an unrealistic expectation to expect that you both are going to be so similar, have the same love language, do the same thing, they're always going to plan date night. It reminds me of what I said when I was like, I would expect my partner to... The world will revolve around me and all things Kiana. That is unrealistic. So that is also something that you cannot expect to happen. Because it just doesn't work. It's not going to work like that. You have to allow the person to be the person that they are. So here are a list of some unrealistic expectations. You can also... I, now, I thought this. I used to think, okay, so I'm the girl. You're dating me. you got to pay for everything. Okay, that's ridiculous. Like, it, when you date, it's not just like it's all about me, world revolves around me. It's more like, okay, I'm getting to know you, we're getting to know each other. So there should be times when, like, you're, the boyfriend pays or the girlfriend pays. It's like it shouldn't be all, you have to pay for everything all the time. You should be working together and getting to know each other and building a friendship and a relationship. And you can't do that if you're just being selfish and expect the one person to put out all the time and you just be on the receiving end without actually giving anything back. That's just not realistic. So that is unrealistic. It's also unrealistic for you to think that your partner or the person that you're dating is going to spend all of their free time with you. No. Okay, it would be nice, but then, like, they have their own lives. Their world does not revolve around you. And I'm sorry to say this, but it does not. And I had to learn this myself. The world does not revolve around Kiana. Like, I'm not like the sun moon and stars don't go around me and it's the same with you the world does not revolve around you so if you expect your partner to spend all their free time with you and if you're mad and like well i can't find a good guy because all the guys i date are not going to spend all their time with me then i have news for you you're probably going to be single for a very long time because that is not what's going to happen you're going to meet someone they're going to like you they're going to want to spend time with you but they can't spend all their time with you because they are their individual person and they need that time away to regroup and to refresh so when they come back they can give you more of the best of themselves because they've had a chance to regroup so it is not relationship it's not realistic for you to think that the person will spend all their free time with you and remember this relationships tend to prosper and get better when both people maintain a level of independence within their own individual lives so if the guy you're dating is happy with himself and he loves his job and he's happy and he's thriving on individually imagine what he can bring to your relationship and guys the same goes for girls like if the woman you're dating is happy and she's confident in herself and she has a career going and she is independent then she has so much more to offer you in your relationship than someone who is like codependent on you or expects the world to revolve around them that's not what you want you want someone who has their own identity their own life so that they can give back into the relationship instead of take, 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 take. So that is something that you should remember when you're thinking about dating someone or maybe getting married. Now, if you expect your partner to apologize first, let me just tell you, that may not happen. I don't know what it is. Like, we have this idea in our head. Like, the ideal person is always the person who's going to, like, apologize first and make you dinners and make up and all kind of stuff. I mean, I thought that. But, the re but you know, like reality sets in and here's what happens. Don't expect your spouse to apart or even your partner or the guy you're dating or the girl you're dating to apologize first because that is not, that may not be what's going to happen. And if you just assume it's their responsibility to apologize to you, then you are really destroying your relationship and you're not giving it a chance because you, if there's an issue or if there's a problem, you both contributed to that. Whether the person came at you and you argued and you were fighting back with them or whatever, 
It takes two to tango. It takes two people to argue. You can't argue by yourself. Try it. Yeah, just try it. You cannot argue by yourself. So the point is, if you if there's an argument, it took both of you. So you can not expect your partner, your boyfriend, your spouse to be the one of like, I'm sorry all the time because you contributed to this as well. So you're going to have to say you're sorry too. So there are going to be times when maybe they say sorry or you can say sorry. And listen, saying sorry doesn't mean anything. I mean, it doesn't make you less of a person if you apologize first. If anything, it makes you a bigger person because you realize your contribution to this argument or your contribution to whatever it is that you're apologizing for, to their hurt, to their pain, to whatever it is, and you are taking responsibility for your actions. That takes a big person to do that. So if you're expecting your partner or your boyfriend to apologize first, that's probably not going to happen, so you should probably not think about that. If you're not dating anyone right now, write this down. The person you're probably going to end up dating is not may not apologize to you first. So expect that. Expect maybe they're not going to apologize first. And so when and if they do not apologize first, it won't be such a big thing. Okay. Here's another one. You expect them to have no friends of the opposite sex or whatever sex they're attracted to. So for instance, if you are dating a guy, he can't have any female friends. If you're dating a girl, she can't have any male friends. Um... Here's the thing with that. Now, this is a tricky thing, and I have, like, mixed feelings about it. Here's why. Because I think that when it comes to dating, and especially if you're married, you should not be telling all of your thoughts and sharing all of your emotions with someone else who is not your spouse. Because when you do that, that creates intimacy. That creates bonding. You should be doing that with your spouse, not with someone else. So yeah, I kind of like discourage and think that um, you probably should not be talking for five hours on the phone with somebody who's not your your girlfriend or boyfriend or a husband or wife. I kind of don't think that. However, if you do have a friend that you've been friends for a long time, there's no attraction whatsoever, and they respect your boundaries, they know that you're married, or they know that you're dating, and they respect these boundaries, and they respect the relationship then it's okay to have friends of the opposite sex. It's only when these boundaries are crossed that there's a problem. And I'll probably do a podcast about this later on, um, about how to know the difference and when it's good and when it's problematic. But I just want to say that right now, in this part, we're just going to say, if you expect them not to have friends of the opposite sex, that's probably not going to happen um, because they probably will have friends of the opposite sex. So let's just put that out there. But... With that being said, once you guys start dating or what, once you guys, or if you guys get married or whatever, there can be some boundaries set up and some rules and regulations for both of you because I'm sure they're not the only person with friends of the opposite sex. You probably have friends of the opposite sex as well. So there should just be like understanding between the two of you about things that you will do, won't do, things you'll talk about, won't talk about, and the boundaries that you guys will set with each other about what you will do with your respective friendships and relationships outside of your relationships that are with people of the opposite sex okay there we go another thing is you expect your family and your life to take precedent over precedent over precedent over anything that they um do so if you're dating and you expect your boyfriend or girlfriend to drop whatever they're doing at that given moment just because you need them to come over you want them to come over or to pick up your call, that's unrealistic. If you're married and you expect your husband or wife to stop their lives, stop everything they're doing at a moment's notice because you're, you called or whatever, that's probably not going to happen. And here's why. It's one of those things where if it's an emergency, you can guarantee, I will probably say your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, they will drop what they need to do to be there for you. But if it's just something like, oh, I want to do this right now. You can't expect them, especially if you have not talked about it, you haven't agreed on this idea, and it's just something you came up with at the last minute. You can't get mad if they are not able to accommodate you because it was not talked about, it was not discussed, it was not planned. So these are just uh, some more unrealistic expectations. Just because a person loves you doesn't mean that they are going to drop everything for you at that time, especially if it's not an emergency. You know, it's and to be honest, it's kind of selfish for us to feel that just because we're in a relationship with someone, 
that if we call, they got to drop everything at that moment. That's kind of selfish because they're doing things as well. They have jobs. They have things they have to do. And it's unfair for us to put them in that situation where it's like, pick this or pick me. Because you know they've already picked you. So it shouldn't be something that you're always fighting for attention or trying to give attention from them. So if you expect, if you go into any relationship expecting that you or your family are going to come first and that if anything else happens, they don't love you. And if you have this expectation, you're not going to be successful at dating or even successful at marriage because this is not how things work. If you um, have expectations about gender roles, um, you may not be successful with dating or marriage because a lot of times, I know in our home, we don't really conform to gender roles. It's just like whoever is hungry and want to cook, they cook. If we see that the house needs to be clean, regardless if it's me or if it's, regardless if it's my husband, one of us will clean. If dishes need to be done, one of us will do it. And there's no gender roles there. It's like, he'll do them, I'll do them. But we're not doing it because I'm a woman and I should do it. No, I'm doing it because the house needs to be clean. And when he sees it needs to be clean and he has time, he steps in and he does it himself. When it comes to cooking, it's the same way. So whoever's not busy... And whoever is hungry at the time and it's around dinner time, lunchtime, breakfast, whenever, that person will cook not just for themselves but for everybody. And it's not even a gender role thing. So my husband cooks, he cooks, I cook, and it's just based on who's available to cook and fulfill this need at this time. That's how we work it out. So if you go into a marriage thinking, well, the husband's going to do this and he's going to do that or the wife is supposed to do this, it may not be successful. Now, it could work if both you and the person that you're dating have the same idea of what this would be like have that same gender role idea that's why it's important to date someone not based on looks but on what their values are because if you if that's really important to you to have like certain gender roles then you shouldn't talk to someone who doesn't have that same idea you should be talking to someone with that same idea because if you guys have similar ideas about what you want in relationships and what you want to get out of the relationship it will be easier for you to sustain your relationship because you're on the same page and that's what it takes it's like marriage and relationships and dating it's about being on the same page knowing what you both want so that is important and i'm going to talk about that a little bit more as we move on okay another unrealistic expectation is that you expect your partner to always take your side. That's unrealistic. Okay, in life, that's not how it's always going to go. Believe me, I know. There have been times when, okay, in our marriage, it kind of goes something like this. Like, I don't want to classify myself as a hothead, but, you know, I'm. I, here's me. Okay, I'm never, ever going to start anything with anybody. Like, I, I'm just not like that. I'm mostly laid back. I'm mostly you know, like, calm, cool, collective, but I feel like when I'm pushed into a corner, then I'm going to come out and I'm going to fight, like, not really, like, not really fighting, fighting, like, physical, no, I'm not going to do any of that stuff, I'm too grown for that, but I will, like, confront people, and I will ask questions, and I will be open, and be like, and, you know, I will question you to figure out what is going on, so I'm not going to sit back silently if I feel like I'm being mistreated, I'll say something, I'll stand up for myself, which is a better way to put it, I'll stand up for myself, and so, there have been times when people have done things to me that I felt was disrespectful. So I called him out on it. And my husband was like, Kiana, like, did you have to do it like that? And I was like, like, what? And, you know, we talked about it or whatever. But at the time, it was like he did have my back. And then afterwards, he was like, maybe you're a little too harsh about that or whatever. But the point is, like, you can't expect everyone to see things from your point of view. And if you expect your partner to always side with you, it may not happen. Like, there have been times when he agreed with me. Sometimes he didn't agree with me. But the point is, we had a united front, but then we talked about it later. Now, I can't get mad if you don't agree with me, if he didn't agree with me, because we're different people. And it's not saying that this person doesn't love you. It doesn't mean they don't support you. It just means that they don't really see it from that point of view. And maybe they'll still support you and have your back, but they may not say anything. You know, they may talk to you about it later. Whatever it is, you can't expect them to always have your back 100%. It's even if you're wrong, you know, you need someone to tell you, hey, um, that probably was messed up. You probably shouldn't have done that. I mean, because if you don't have someone to tell you this, 
then what's the point? It's like the person who you're with is supposed to better you. They're supposed to help you. You're supposed to help each other become the best possible people you can. And you can't do this if you can't be honest with each other. So if you expect your partner to always take your side, then you're going to be disappointed because that's not always going to happen. And at the end of the day, I don't even know if you want that to be the case because you need someone to be the voice of reason. If both of you are hotheads or both of you are the same way, you have no voice of reason. And voice of reasons are very good. They're good people to have in your life. People who are going to support you, who are going to love you, but be honest with you and tell you about, hey, you probably shouldn't have done that. Because we all need someone in our lives to be like, hey, that probably wasn't a good thing to do. You probably shouldn't have done that. So, yeah. So these are some unrealistic expectations that you may have. And if these are any, if any of these are unrealistic expectations that you have, I want you to write it down and cross it off your list because you cannot move forward with these kind of thoughts or expectations. So whatever you're doing right now, stop. Write it down. Whatever that ex- unrealistic expectation was, write it down. Okay? Cross it off because you can't move forward in any relationship, whether it's dating, whether it's marriage. Even if you're not in any type of relationship at this time, you're not going to find one if you have any of these unrealistic expectations. So get rid of it, okay? Now here's what you should do to move forward and to get rid of all your unrealistic expectations. Okay, here's what you need to do. For the first thing, know what's important to you in a relationship and know what you want in a relationship. Like some people will say things like, well, you know, in a relationship... An ideal relationship for me would be like we go to church together or maybe you guys sit on the porch together, you talk or whatever. Whatever it is, know what that thing is that's important to you. Know what a a relationship would look like to you. So you may have to visualize it. Like maybe one day you need to sit down and be like, okay, what is my ideal relationship? And anyone can do this regardless of where you are, whether you have a relationship whether you're in a relationship or whether you're married, you can do this. Like, sit, because you can always improve. So if you're not married or in a relationship, you can sit down and you can visualize what you, what some good relationship for you would look like. What's your ideal relationship? What that would look like. And you can do that. If you're dating, you could visualize, okay, what do I want out of my relationship? What do I want out of this relationship? If you're married, you can say, how can I improve this relationship to get this? All of us need to know what we want in a relationship. Because if you don't know what you want in a relationship, then we come up with all kind of craziness. Like I talked about these unrealistic expectations. Because we don't know what we want. And when you don't know what you want, you grab for whatever. Here's an example. Every Christmas, my kids give me a list. And sometimes, I can tell when they know what they want and when they don't know what they want. So... There's been Christmases where the girls had no idea what they wanted. And I could tell because they gave me ridiculous stuff to buy them. And then the years when they knew what they wanted, it was more specific. They knew exactly what they were looking for. And what I'm saying is it's okay to know what you're looking for in a relationship. Like if you know that your goal in dating is you want to get married, then it's important to know that because it will stop you from dating a whole bunch of people who may not be looking to get married but are looking just for a good time. Now, if you're dating because you want to have a good time, it's good to know that because then you're not going to spend so much time trying to work, date someone who wants to get married when you know you just want a good time. So it's good to know what you're looking for so that you can find people who have that same idea, that same mentality, that same thinking. So you guys are on the same page. So know what you want in a relationship. The next thing is be willing to compromise on your expectations. So an example would be, what are some things that you must have in a relationship? Like some things maybe, I've heard people say they have to be kind, they have to be loving, understanding, compassionate. These are some things that you must have in a relationship. Okay, good. So these are your must-haves. These are your non-negotiables. These are things that you have to absolutely have in a relationship. That's good. Stick by that. So what are some things you can compromise on? Like maybe you're a huge sports fan and you're like, well, he has to like sports or he has to do like music or whatever. You may be able to compromise. He may not have to like sports. Maybe he watches it every now and then. Maybe he can 
have a favorite team, but maybe he doesn't have to be a fanatic like you are about sports. Or when it comes to music, maybe he just listens to music. Maybe he doesn't have to be able to sing. Yeah, that, that was my compromise. You know, I was like, the person has to sing, be a famous singer, music, whatever. So my compromise is this. Like, okay, he doesn't have to be a famous singer. He doesn't even have to sing. He just has to appreciate music because I feel like that's important to me. So if you can appreciate music, then you'll understand me better. And, you know, you may have to make compromises like that on some of your expectations. Now, some expectations, like I said, the non-negotiables, keep those. The negotiables are really just things that you can work with if the person didn't like it as much as you or if they didn't do it at all. It wouldn't be such a deal breaker. So things that are not deal breakers, you can go and they can be your negotiables. And you can negotiate on those things with yourself. Because that way, you're not just saying, how can I put it? By doing this, you are no longer building your perfect person. You're just saying, it would be nice if they had this kind of qualities. But if they don't have this, this is okay. So you're being realistic and you're realizing that they're not going to have everything that you have on your list or things that you think you want in a relationship. But if they have like these core values and core belief systems, then you're fine. And they, some of the things that are external or personality traits or whatever, you can work on. Those things you can deal with if it's not 100% the way you think it is. So you're giving yourself a broader spectrum of people to talk to. You're like actually opening and expanding your field of play, to be honest. So you can talk to more people, get to know more people, and not just be so narrowed in and niched in until you are niching yourself out of a relationship. Another thing that's important is to get to know people for who they are. Like, don't try to change them. Sometimes we have all these preconceived notions and ideas and perceptions about what we want in this person. We've already built this person, okay? So in our mind, this is the person we're going to marry. This person exists to us in our head. And then it's frustrating and disappointing when you cannot find a person that you see in your head. Because that person does not exist. So get to know people for who they are. And don't try to change them. You will find a lot of fun people and interesting people if you just get to know them. And accept them for who they are without trying to change them into the person who you quote unquote think is perfect for you and try to, and you want to marry. So accept people for who they are. Be honest and open with yourself about what you're looking for. Because if you are honest about what you're looking for, where you are as far as dating. Because like I said, there's different stages. Like some people want to date just because they want to have fun, they want to have a good time, they want to meet exciting people. Some people are just dating and not thinking about marriage. Other people are dating with marriage in mind. But if you know where you are and in what stage you're at, then you know where to look, how to look, and what types of people you want to date. Because you don't want to break someone's heart by dating someone who wants to be married, but you don't right now. So it's better to date someone who's in the same stage of dating that you're in. And if you're honest with yourself and open with yourself about what you're looking for, it'll be easier for you to navigate through the dating scene. Another thing, just be realistic. Know that this ideal person in your head does not exist. You're probably never going to meet him or her but that you'll meet someone with similar qualities. And here's what I tell everyone, because I know, I've heard this before, like, people will make you think that this, like, this one ideal person for you, and if you miss that guy, you're just not going to get married, or you're, you know, you just miss Mr. Right forever, and it's not going to come again. Let me just relieve you and just give you some peace of mind. There is no such thing as Mr. Right, okay? There's no such thing as your knight in shining armor. It is just not... And there's also more than one person in this world who you could be compatible with and could have a good relationship with or could have a good marriage with. So it's not like you're looking for that one elusive person that's meant just for you. There's a lot of people out there who could be compatible with you with different, with the different qualities and things. There are a lot of people out there who are compatible with you. But the person, whoever you choose or whoever you decide, is just one of many. So don't think that there's only one person out there for you. Nope. There's a lot of people out there for you. But, and the person that you will probably date or marry will be one of many people that you're compatible with. So don't feel like, oh, I missed my chance. I was the only person. No, it was not. 
not the only person there's lots of people out there and so if you miss one it doesn't mean that you're you're gonna be single forever it just means that okay miss that one person but there's someone else out there who's compatible with me as well and just make sure you pay attention this time and you know date that person i know sometimes when we have like a list of unrealistic expectations we miss out on a lot of opportunities to date people who are compatible with us so if you can sit here right now and recognize that you've done this don't fret no worries you know you're gonna be good just recognize okay my expectations were a little unrealistic or a lot unrealistic and moving forward reining this thing in I'm going to be realistic and just go through it and just be realistic. Come up with your negotiables and your non-negotiables. And remember to look internal and not external so much. Another thing is get rid of the list. Yep, if you have a list, track, take it right now, crumble it up, throw it in the trash. If you have a list on your phone, erase it. If you mentally have a list, get rid of it because you don't need a list instead just focus on the internal focus on morals focus on values similar interests etc you know things like this these are the things that are going to help you have a long marriage or even have a good relationship so get rid of your list if you have one that is definitely a thing you got to do just get rid of the list now it's also important to be open to dating someone that may not be your type there are so many times we get so caught up in dating this person who's quote-unquote our type but who, who said your type was good for you your type could be someone based on experiences that you've had in your childhood your type could be someone who's never available to you your type could be someone who doesn't give you attention your type could be a lot of things but your type may not be the person that is suitable for relationship or a marriage and you have to accept that so I would suggest that be open to dating someone who may not be your type be open to dating other people that you normally wouldn't date because those are the people who might surprise you you know like give the underdogs a chance they may surprise you and be the person who have the core values and belief systems that you have and will actually be a compatible partner for you one thing I can say is like Sometimes we just get so caught up and, oh, he's not our type, she's not our type. But you don't know that because you haven't given him a chance. And usually our type is how people look. So look more internal, less on looks so much. I mean, be, you, be attractive. But, I mean, it makes more and your marriage will be better if the person is kind and loving. Because looks fade. Looks will go away. Like, you get older. You're not going to be young forever. And when you get older, when you're both wrinkled and, you know, old, then you want to be with someone who is kind and gentle. And you still see beauty in you, even though you may not be at your best. You know, just you want that connection. The internal is what counts. And I just can't say it enough. Look inward, not so much outward. Be open to dating someone that may not be your type. Get to know yourself, because once you know yourself, then you will be able to know your quirks you'll know what you like you know what you don't like you know, you'll get to know you sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations because we don't know who we are and when you don't know who you are it's hard to try to decide what type of person would be compatible for you because you don't know you so get to know yourself that's the important thing to do i would say that's the first thing to do get to know yourself because once you get to know yourself then you'll know what's important to you in a relationship. When you get to know yourself, you'll know what you can and cannot compromise on. When you know yourself, you'll get to know people and accept them for who they are because you're comfortable being you. And then you can accept people for who they are. When you get to know yourself, you're going to be open and you're going to be honest because you know yourself. You're going to be realistic because you know yourself. You're going to get rid of all kind of foolish ideas and expectations because you know yourself. You'll be more open to dating other people because that you normally wouldn't date because you know yourself. That's why it's important to get to know yourself. And as you go through this whole dating process, have fun. If you are married and you're getting rid of all your unrealistic expectations, have fun. Get to know yourself. 
And I guarantee your relationship will be get will be better if you are married. And I do plan eventually to do a podcast episode on unrealistic expectations in marriage. So just wait for that. But anytime you have unrealistic expectations, the best thing is get rid of them. Accept people for who they are. Get to know yourself. And have fun because dating should be fun. Being in a relationship should be fun. You know, it shouldn't always be like so intense all the time. It should be like fun. So have fun. The song that we're going to listen to today is about a woman in a relationship. And the song is called Rock in the Water. And it's about a woman who's dating a man who is in love with his expectations more than he is in love with her. So here's the song, Rock in the Water. All alone Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank our partner, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, for working with the Music Advice Podcast to ensure that you, the listeners, have the resources to get the counseling that you may need if you are in need of counseling. Now, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, counsels, they do individual counseling, and they also do marriage counseling and relationship counseling and couples counseling, which is one of the reasons why I love working with this company because this is a relationship podcast, and we're always talking about ways to better our relationship. And in order to do this, sometimes you do need counseling. And the fact that BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is able to help you with marriage and relationship counseling, I think that is a plus. Now, if there is something interfering with your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals, then BetterHelp is the place to go. Now, I know I personally, 
I love counselors. Like, I love therapists. I love counseling because I am a psych major, and I have a master's in um, counseling psychology. So I'm all into the counseling thing. I know that counseling can help you become a better person. It's not always, oh, I'm going to see a counselor because I have so many problems. Or people, I think people, when it comes to counseling, have made it seem like if you see a counselor, then there's something wrong with you. No, there's not. People who get counseling are people who want to improve. They want to make things better. And they understand that they cannot make things better on their own because they may not have the tools to make this happen. So counseling gives you the tools that you need. So if your marriage is in a crisis, you need a counselor so they can give you the tools that you need to be successful in your marriage. If your life is in a crisis or if you are dealing with something that you're not equipped to handle, then going to a counselor would be amazing so that you can get the tools that you need to get through a situation and to thrive in your personal life. So if this is you, then BetterHelp will assist your needs and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communication in under 48 hours. Now let me say, it's not a crisis line. This is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So this is a plus that you can get this because they service clients worldwide. So if there is something that you need help with that may not be available in your area as far as expertise is concerned, they can help you. And the great thing is that this service is available for clients worldwide. All you have to do is log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, and you will get timely and buffer responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And you know, with the coronavirus going on and a lot of us being quarantined and also learning how to work remotely and doing things from home, this is perfect because you can get the help and the counseling you need and you don't even have to leave your house. So this is amazing. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they're going to make it easy and affordable and free for you to change counselors if you need to. Now, this counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. And I just want to talk about this for a minute because I have done traditional counseling, believe me. And as good as it was, I did pay quite a bit of money for this. The rates that they have here are really good rates. And it's like, you it's something I feel that most people can't afford. So if your excuse for not getting counseling is like, I can't afford it, well, stop. You have no excuse. Better help is something that you can definitely afford. afford. And the awesome thing about it is that they offer financial aid, which is available to help you if you can't afford it. You will have financial aid available. They're just interested in making sure that you get the help that you need. And that is what this whole podcast and this community is about. Keeping your relationships together, making sure we are good, not just as couples, but good individually, and that we're the best version of ourselves that we can be. And BetterHelp is so dedicated to helping us be the better people or the better part of ourselves that we can be, that they not only offer traditional offline counseling, but they also have financial aid which is available better help wants you to start living a happier life not tomorrow or but today so visit their website and you can see all of their testimonials posted there there are great things that they have done to help people and i know that they're going to be able to help you so here's what we're going to do better help has given all of the music and vibe podcast listeners a special link that we you guys can click on and you will get 10% off your first month of counseling. Just type in the promo code, which is Music and Vibe, and you will get 10% off of your first month of counseling. Now, what I'm going to do is put the link in the show notes along with the promo code, and you can just go click the link in the show notes and then put in the promo code, and you'll get 10 month, 10% off your first month of counseling. All right, well, I just want you guys to take advantage of this because this is awesome, and I feel that the Music and Vibes podcast is very lucky to have this partnership. Now, I also want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast weekly. You are amazing, and I appreciate the support and the way you listen every single 
every week to every episode. If it wasn't for you, there would be no music and vibes. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I also want to encourage you to share and subscribe. Now, I would sing a song about it, but I'm not going to do that. But please share the podcast. I know other people need to find out some of the things that they should and should not be doing in their relationship. So if you could just do me a favor and share this episode of the podcast with two of your friends or family members, then you would be helping me out a lot. In addition to sharing, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you will be aware of all the new episodes that come out. I want to start throwing in some special things, but I can't do this if you do not subscribe because then you'll miss all the special things I want to give you. So, share and subscribe. What did I say to do? Yes, share and subscribe. Now, if there's anything that you guys want to talk to me about later, or if you hear something on the podcast and you're just like, oh, I wish I could ask her more about it. Well, you can ask me about it. You know how? You can reach me on Facebook. You can go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, and you can contact me there. You can contact me on Instagram, on our website. There are many ways to reach me. So I'm going to have in the show notes all of the ways that you can reach me so that you will be able to get in contact with me so that you can ask me any questions that you may need to ask and finally before i end the podcast i just want to say i hope you guys have an amazing day hope you have a great week if you need to contact me like i said just go to the um the music and vibes facebook page you can contact me there go to instagram you can find me there and i'm also well i am on twitter i don't do twitter a lot so i'm just not going to say twitter (laughs) but you can go to facebook instagram And then just go to our webpage and they have like a contact button. You push on that and you can contact me. All right. Well, I think that's all for now. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. Have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you do something fun and special. And I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Sometimes you gotta walk away